It's time for Talking Princeton. Talking Princeton's a podcast about the people, places, and events in my hometown of Princeton, Illinois. It's Wednesday, December 1st. I'm Jim Gasson, and in today's episode, we'll talk with Dave Taylor, a local artist who does some really fun and interesting art. I'm looking forward to learn more about him and his artwork. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Dave Taylor to the podcast. Welcome, Dave. Hi, Jim. Thank you so much for inviting me. First of all, I really appreciate it. I guess just starting off, so how long have you been doing your art? How did that, How did your art come to be? Um, I've been doing it for about 21 years, actually be 21 years at the Christmas time. So I started in the year um, 2000. Periodically, I would create some kind of artistic, uh, crafty things, maybe every three, four, five years. I'd, I'd kind of do, I guess I would call it uh, amateurish woodworking, Um I would uh, make something as gifts for someone. Uh, for example, one year I made Christmas gifts for family members in which I cut up uh, some two-by-twos and made wood blocks. Then I painted them, and then I stenciled uh, the letters for Merry Christmas on them mm-hmm. and put them to different colors together. And they actually turned out pretty well. Uh, the family, uh, at least indicated that they liked them and enjoyed them, and, and they're still using them. Mm-hmm. You know, tw- this was probably yeah, 30 years ago. Yeah. So I did a, f- a few things like that over the years, but be- really I was never did any art classes other than some pottery classes after college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started in 2000, and I really started out of boredom. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, I remember... I was watching TV and I had a little basement office set up or uh, office set up in my basement and I had the TV on. I was looking at my basement walls and I had a Mexican folk art type of uh, piece on the wall. And uh, I was looking at that. I said, I bet I could do that. So I took a pine board and I cut it down to maybe uh seven inches wide by 18 inches long and i painted a face on there just a very simple kind of funky face and i thought i kind of like that i did another one and this is going on several weeks later then i did about five more Mm -hmm. and i just got real creative with them i did them on plywood and i kind of liked it so it kind of got me into Mm -hmm. this painting and i used Acrylic yeah. paint, which I have subsequently used afterwards. Um, then I, after I painted my face or my mask, I saw a table in the corner. I painted this table. Then there was an old cabinet that uh, was built 100 years ago. That I painted that. So just things just kind of steamrolling. So, so how would you describe your art if we were going to okay, explain um, it? It, it has changed over the years because I've changed mediums, but um, I use a lot of color. It is two-dimensional. In other words, I don't blend colors to show you like the depth of a face or the depth of, a, say, an animal's body for shading and so on. So uh, I just kind of, it's kind of eclectic, one-of-a-kind, uh, kind of folk arty. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a mix of styles, kind of southwest Mexican, uh, Southern folk, 
uh, even Aboriginal, where I use some dotting over the years. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just try to have fun with it. Something that puts a smile on your mm -hmm. face. I, I haven't thought about this in the past, but lately, lately when I thought about what I'm doing, I, I've kind of, I guess, upped my game and do more professional type work. And when I do each piece, I want to make it so that whoever gets this piece will want to keep it in their family forever. Something mm -hmm. that, that the people will want to mm -hmm. pass on from generation mm -hmm. to generation. Yeah. Now, I don't always succeed. Sometimes I, I, I think, well, I, this person's going to like it. They're going to buy it. But I think the next person in their family is going to probably throw oh. it away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been a fan for, gosh, I'd say more than 10 years. You did uh, you. some sugar skulls. That was, mm -hmm. gosh, that could have been 2009 or 10, I'm thinking. Probably. Back around. Yeah. That, uh, that I, I see one of those being... I think I want to commission one of those in the future. Could do that. Yeah, yeah. get you to come back. Yeah, to, I enjoy doing those. Again, that's that's um, kind of the Mexican influence, yeah. and that's yeah. uh, such a, uh, I guess, an easy type of piece to do because there's so much out there where you can get ideas, and there's mm -hmm. so many different styles. Yeah, I really enjoy doing that. And, and when I when I do these pieces, I want something I enjoy. Sometimes I, I walk the line between, oh, this is, I know this will sell. I've done this mm. before. So mm -hmm. I, not mass produce them, but I'll do multiple mm -hmm. ones. Yeah. And that's kind of nice because I do like to sell my art. But I also like to do what I want to do, mm -hmm. you know. So I try to yeah. make the balance yeah. there. Now, the, the, the dots that's in a lot of your artwork is that an inspiration, a particular inspiration? I'm, I'm always curious where yeah. where your inspiration comes from because you've got you've got animals, you've got different uh, mm -hmm. media that you mm -hmm. utilize. Yeah, that's uh, a good question, and, and it is interesting. I I have uh, that's kind of grown over the years. I used to do just simple, you know, colors uh, like a yellow next to a red, next to a green, and all solid colors. And then I thought. I need to embellish this a little bit. Um, and when I first started, like, for example, I would do kind of a folk art steer. And maybe at some point, you know, after I did exclusively painting on wood, I added some leather or some faux leather. So maybe the steer had a faux leather body. Mm -hmm. The legs, the tail, the head were painted on pieces of wood. So I would take dots to kind of decorate the head and the legs. Mm -hmm. And I also would have a frame, which I incorporated dots, maybe some kind of swirly little things or uh, actually put some images on, in dots there too. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started adding the dots. At one point, I went to kind of all dotting. I did a, a series called... Uh, Animals in Outer Space. Hmm. This was probably mid, about, about 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. I had the idea, so I would cut out on a piece of quarter-inch plywood the shape of a bear, an elephant, a uh, um, giraffe, and others, paint it one solid color. Then I would select four or five colors that would complement that background color. Mm -hmm. 
and I would do just kind of different dotted designs, swirls, kind of paisley looking. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of how it all evolved with Mm -hmm. that. And so much that that's all I was doing was things Mm -hmm. with, with dots. Then I like to, within those dots, put in kind of hidden little pictures. It might have been, say, on this uh, elephant, I would uh, put a heart. Mm. I would put a steer head. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put a Day of the Dead f- face. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so much so that I would really try and focus on that in part of the process. What what was the first aluminum can cut up art? What got you into that? Well, um, if I might, I might backtrack into th- what I did before I started doing the oh, aluminum. Oh, sure. But because um, I exclusively painted on wood, and then I started using uh, a few other things like leather, some some aluminum, some tin, just to embellish the piece that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got into cut paper. I saw there's some, some people around that were doing some cut paper collages and some images that I really liked. Um, because I don't blend, because I, I, I've self-taught, I've never had classes on how to, you know, blend colors and make different colors, and I really had no interest in doing that uh, for the most part. I thought that lended itself or lended its style to using cut paper. Because I would take the cut paper, use it to make, a, say, a face or an animal. And I would try to use different shades of the paper to make shadowing mm-hmm. in, say, like, sure. like a bear's... And get some depth from that. You know, the, the folds between the arm, or between a leg and the body, you know, where it would be darker. <clears throat> so I did some cut paper stuff. And then I saw some, some people that were doing some kind of assemblages where they would use found objects. They would take, uh, say, uh, cans, pieces of steel, pieces of leather, say like an old catcher's mitt, all these found objects, and then put them together to make uh, some wall art or just a Mm -hmm. 3D piece. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought I would really like to do that. But then once you get into using hard aluminum, steel... Um, and all these found objects that created a whole set of problems and things and, and concerns that I didn't want to have to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, one, you'd have to use like a grinder. You would have to use torches and mm. all that kind of material. So I stuck with, uh, aluminum cans. Mm-hmm. They were easy to find. Yeah. And, um, it's a plethora of them out there and I've got them from everywhere. Um, but uh, the first idea was doing a fish, and I just took some beer cans, domestic beer cans. Um, I can't remember where I even got the first, the first few, um, but I made a fish that was about, oh, 24 inches long by, uh, oh, maybe 8 to 10 inches wide. And I put it out there in social media, which has been very very good uh, avenue for sale, selling things mm-hmm. for me. Within two hours, someone wanted to buy it. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. <laughs> that is a good turnaround yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I that was probably in um, 2018. And 
I thought, okay, I'll make another. So I thought, what else could I do to help this? And I thought, craft beer cans. Because mm-hmm. all the young people like the craft beers. And um, so I started getting those. And um, and they're colorful. They yeah. are. They have some cool images. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. uh-huh. So I started doing some craft beer can fish and um, did multiples of those. And the first two I did sold within hours. <laughs> I thought, this is really good. <laughs> it might have something near. Yes, yes. Of course, it didn't last like yeah, that. You know, yeah. It didn't stay like that. Yeah. Uh, there was a little more of a time uh, yeah. involved with, before someone might be interested in buying it. But it's very well received. And I, yeah. and I will say I am very, very fortunate that, one, I have a lot of family and friends that have supported me over mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that other people uh, like it, you yeah. know. So um, I, I am very, very fortunate to have yeah. that. I think I really enjoy that the different media to me is really neat. I really enjoy that um, the colorful can, perhaps on wood or canvas or mm-hmm. combining all those different things where you have the dimensions of it mm-hmm. and then the, the textures of it. I, I really like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of a fun thing to do. I, I make, um, I've made uh, Drink Illinois or drink local mm-hmm. pieces where I've cut out the shape of uh, state of Illinois, uh, approximately you know, 23 inches by 14 inches wide. I, I, I know these by heart. <laughs> um, and then I take the, some Illinois craft beer cans and put the, their labels or the title on there or some cool graphics, yeah. put them on there. And those have been very, very well yeah. received. So I see giraffes are a thing now. You're, you're doing giraffes. Where do these come from? Um, what, what speaks to you? How, how do you go from fish to buffalo to giraffes? To... That's really hard to say, but giraffes are very popular, I would say. Okay. The big thing. People love <laughs> giraffes. Um, and I've done those in paper, um, hmm. and I've done them in uh, the non-beer cans, the sodas, the, the sparkling waters, the... Uh, Teas. There, there's mm-hmm. again, a bunch of abundance of cans, because I was doing these <clears throat> beer can stuff, and p- people asked me, "Hey, Dave, I like this, but could you do something that mm. doesn't have beer cans for the kids' room?" Mm-hmm. So that's really yeah. where that started, and then giraffes just took off. Uh, um, again, everything I would do would sell very quickly. Yeah. Um, so I did a bunch of those, uh, both paper and. Um, with aluminum cans, um, so much so that someone suggested that uh, I ought to do a giraffe show. Mm. And I'm actually considering that. Mm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it'd be a small show, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, um, and they're kind they're, they really are fun to do. Yeah. You know, I, I really enjoy doing them uh, an awful lot. So, what would you say that you love about your art? So, what, what you're getting out of it when you're creating? <clears throat> First of all, it is an avenue for me to expose or to show my creativity, mm-hmm. um, which is something that in small portions I've always liked to do in the past, like making my Christmas, Merry Christmas blocks. So that's, that's one thing. It, it also is a good 
way for me to drink my coffee and to listen to music and listen to podcasts. I was going to ask about it. Gives me I was going to ask about music in the background. Yeah, because yeah. I uh, yeah sometimes I feel like that's I'm just making art so I can sit there for hours and drink <laughs> coffee and listen to music and podcasts because I those are two three passions of mine. Yeah, it's just something that you you really have got to enjoy doing to spend a, a lot of time like myself and many other artists doing. Again, it's there. It can be rewarding, just psychologically, from knowing you accomplished something that that people, other people enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's also nice to know that some people are willing to actually pay money for it too. Mm-hmm. So I do enjoy that aspect of it, you know. And I and I want to do something different than what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And most, for the most part, I have. I mean, I do get ideas from. From other people, there's so many artists out there, and you can find their works very easily. And I and I will admit, sometimes I've gone too far and gotten, you know, didn't show a whole lot of my own creativity mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. kind of following what they did. Sure. And, and uh, that's not happening anymore because um, I think it's disrespectful to them. And we can get some ideas, but put your own spin on mm-hmm. it, you know. Is there any particular piece or a series that you're most proud of? Well, this is going to be a, a surprising answer. Probably, I had a piece stolen. Oh, my. So I was very honored to have art <laughs> stolen. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, in 2008, uh, in the city of Princeton, uh, there was a, uh, a fundraiser for a local animal shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they... Uh, purchased some fiberglass dogs and cats. I remember that. Um, It's called Art Well Groomed, I think. So they, kind of long story short, they had artists paint them. They had sponsors who Mm -hmm. kind of paid for the sculpture. They went out on the streets. Someone liked mine and stole it. And then uh, (laughs) threw it in the canal. Oh, my goodness. It was fished out of the canal <laughs> over by Wyanette, and uh, a fisherman. Um, well, the, what I did was the uh, a dog, and he was named. I named him Socks. Okay. It was called Socks. My favorite things, and I wrote, kind of did colorful um, painting on it, uh, and then I incorporated little sayings what dogs' favorite things were, like visit a dog park, yep, um, licking faces, whatever it might be. So socks was thrown into the canal, and about two or three weeks later, fished out. A fisherman walked into Socks Bar in Wyanette and said, look what I found. <laughs> <laughs> look so, at this weird fish. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one thing led to another, and he was returned. And then uh, fortunately, he was very he was not damaged at all, just okay. a little, little chip work. And then as a result of that, I, I kind of touched him up a little bit after I drained him out. And uh, because of that, I got an extra clear coat on him, which made him like kind of sparkle, shine a little bit better than all the other animals. <laughs> so that was kind of a, a, something okay. I was proud of. That's quite a story for, yes, for, for yes. socks. Yeah. Well, aside from stealing your art, how can people... See your art and purchase your art. What are some of those avenues? <laughs> Steer them away yeah. Yeah. from a life of crime yeah, to I'll, interact I'll, with your art. Well, I, and I'm not leaving them on the streets anymore. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, 
I use social media a lot, and I have uh, Facebook, um, a Facebook page. I have Instagram, which I'll give you the uh, addresses here in a second. And then um, I have a Flickr photo sharing spot. Um, and then, of course, I do a few shows a year. I don't do a lot, but I do a few. I, I, I always hesitate to sign up for a bunch of shows thinking I'm going to sell everything out and I'm not going to have stuff for the next show. So I stay away from that. I'll give you the uh, address mm -hmm. for Instagram and my Facebook page. It's at Dave Taylor Funky Folk Art. Very simple. At Dave Taylor Funky Folk Art for both Instagram and uh, my uh, Facebook page. And then Flickr site is uh, I won't go through it now. It's gonna well, be I'll tell you what. Probably the easiest way is if you put in <laughs> Dave Taylor plus Princeton, Illinois, plus art, all, yes. all of them come up. Yes. Just <laughs> or Google Dave Taylor Funky Folk Art or Dave Taylor Folk Art. Yeah. So what's next for Dave Taylor? What's on the, What's haven't you done yet that you're thinking about that's uh, going to be coming up? Um, I've started using wood lath in some of my pieces. Um, and I've done some kind of, kind of basic stuff with just some designs for some wall hangings, but I want to use more of that, try to figure out a way to incorporate some, some, um, oh, metal art, mm -hmm. beer can stuff with it. So that's what I'm hoping to do next. Well, great. Well, Dave, I've thoroughly enjoyed our time together. It's been fun learning a little bit more about your art and some of the history. And uh, just want to thank you for taking well, thank the time. Thank you. Thank you again, Jim. I enjoyed doing this. Uh, maybe we can do it again. That'd be fun. All right. All right. Bye -bye. And right there, we'll leave it. Well, that's a wrap on another episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Gasson, and this has been Talking Princeton. I enjoyed that one.